Okay, before we dig into this personality test, have you heard my biblical marketing blueprint has got an upgrade? Yes, I have been working very hard over the last few weeks to give this free guide a facelift for you. So in case you don't know, my biblical marketing blueprint walks you through six steps to create a biblical marketing plan in your business. So it's based on different aspects of the way that Jesus lived, his life, his ministry, and how he conducted himself, and like how we can learn from his example um, in our business. It's a really cool guide. It's going to teach you some great marketing strategies as well and just help you connect the dots to some biblical truths that you already know. It's just connecting those dots and how you can implement them in your business. It's a really, really wonderful free guide. I've had some amazing feedback. People are really, really loving this. So I want you to love it too. <laughs> so if you do not already have that, go to sarahbeisel.com slash blueprint um, and pop, pop in your information and you'll get that free guide sent to your email. If you already have downloaded it before, then you should have been emailed out um, a brand new copy of your biblical marketing blueprint. If you have not received that, um, feel free to reach out. I can make sure that you got that new copy um, and make sure you get the nice, shiny, updated one. It's got links to brand new podcast episodes. Um, so everything is updated based on all the things I've been learning, some new podcast material that I created. Um, and it's, of course, gotten a really nice graphic facelift as well. So it's very pretty now and I love it. So Go get that. Go get your, it's free. Like I say, you just pop in your information and it'll be sent to your inbox and you will have that free guide to help you start working on your biblical marketing plan in your business. Okay, go get that done. Now, on to this big five personality test. It is one of my favorite personality tests that I've ever done. I find that it's very thorough. It's quite robust and it's, um, it's set up in a way that really helps you think about like your tendencies and the kind of way that you are as a person, right? So it's not telling you you are exactly like this, but it just kind of tells you you've got a pre predisposition for these kinds of traits. And this is the way that you might behave or respond to things. I think it's a very cool test. Um, so the big five covers five different traits. They are extroversion, agreeableness, conscientiousness, neuroticism, and openness. Um, I highly recommend that you go take this test if you have not, you can just type in um, Big Five Personality Test um, and go find go find it. It's really, really fantastic. Um, but the trait that I want to zoom in on today is agreeableness. So agreeableness is a trait that looks at kind of like how you get along with people, how kind you are, how um, like how how easy you are to like agree with people or disagree with people, like that kind of thing. And like, do we speak up for ourselves? All of those kinds of things. Um, and the reason that this trait is very important, as you can imagine, is because in, in business, there's oftentimes a lot of negotiation. Sometimes there's things that are quite confrontational. We have to have very firm boundaries. Lots of people want to try and push us around, take advantage of us as business owners, especially as Christian business owners, I know that that's something that so many people say they struggle with is people trying to take advantage of them. Um, and especially if you are agreeable and you have this trait, um, you're high in this agreeableness scale, you're going to find it really difficult, right? Like you feel like people can just push you around. You may feel like you find it hard to stand up for yourself and say, you know, these are my prices. This is my rate. 
all of these things. Sometimes we feel like we have to just do work for free because people asked us and, oh, well, if they asked us for free work, how can we say no? We have to just do it because that's the right thing to do. That's the kind thing to do. No, you do not. First of all, you're a business owner. You do not have to do anything for free if you don't want to. But this is just a lot of a tendency that a lot of people have. Now, tr these traits, by the way, it's not like you have it or you don't have it. They're on a sliding scale. So the test will mark you like zero to 100. And I think it's like on a percentile scale, I think. So, you know, if you are zero on the scale, then basically no one is less agreeable than you out of like 100 people. And if you're 100 on the scale, then everyone is more agreeable than you, right? Whatever it is. Um, so it's on a sliding scale. So when you take the test, you'll, you know, get your, your number along the scale. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, my head what my number is. I think I was like around the middle. I think I was like 56, 58, something like that. Somewhere around the 50s or 60s. Um, so I'm like right in the middle. I'm pretty much almost average on this. Now, something else to note about this trait, agreeableness, is that women are higher in agreeableness than men. It's just something that's come up in the study, you know, after thousands and thousands and thousands of people have gone through this, the research and everything. Women tend to be more agreeable than men. Um, because I think part of that comes from just like our maternal instincts or nurturing instincts we tend to be um less likely to seek out confrontation and like especially physical confrontation we tend to just sit back sometimes and just agree to things because it avoids the conflict not in all cases right but that's just the tendency and so especially as women business owners and especially as women christian business owners this can <laughs> create a bit of a problem as you can see so if you are high in agreeableness, if you're not high in agreeableness, fantastic. You are good at standing up for yourself. You are not afraid to set those boundaries because you're not worried about what people are going to think. And that's, that's a really, really good skill to have. But if you are <laughs> higher in agreeableness, what can you do about it to make sure that it's not hurting your business? Now, you're not going to change who you are because you're made the exact way that God wanted you to be. So this is not about saying, your personality's wrong for business and you shouldn't have a business or you need to change everything about yourself in order to succeed. No, not at all. That is not what we're saying here. It does just mean that you have to adapt a little bit. You have to take some precautions, put some things in place to help you work with yourself, not against yourself, right? This is all about making sure that you allow the strengths of your personality to shine and that you are aware of the weaknesses so that you can cope with them right and help them <laughs> help them be what they are but don't let them hurt you so i have a few things i have let me see on my list i have one one two three four things here for you uh, that might help you to think about and um, to just help you adapt to that agreeableness so thing number one make sure that you create boundaries ahead of time so they are easier to enforce boundaries here meaning this could be price boundaries. This could be time boundaries. This could be I only take client calls on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays between 9 and 4 p.m. I will not take client calls outside of those times. Because something that happens a lot of time, a lot of the time when we are agreeable is, you know, a client might come up to us and say, oh, 
I really need to have a call on this day. You know, it doesn't really work for me. I have a very personal example of this. I have a client who asked if I could do calls on Saturdays uh, because they work full time. They're, you know, doing a day job and they really wanted to try and arrange my client, the client calls to be on Saturdays because it was easier for a schedule. And I agreed because um, it made sense to try and accommodate her request. She was paying me money, right? She's my client. She's paying to go through my program. So of course I want to accommodate her as best as possible. So I took, agreed to take calls on Saturdays. That's not an absolute disaster that I have calls on Saturdays, but it is quite disruptive to my schedule. My Saturdays are often spent, you know, with my husband. We're doing things even if we're just at home relaxing, especially now that the weather's getting warmer. A lot of the times our Saturdays are for gardening or going for a walk. And now I have to say, nope, Saturday morning is now a work time. So it's not the end of the world, but it is compromising something in my schedule that matters to me. So even little things like this can creep up. It's not about the once-off things, but it's about the habits and the patterns, right? Me taking a couple of calls on a few Saturdays is not the end of the world, but if I let myself go further to where everyone could book calls on Saturdays all of the time and every single Saturday was suddenly a work day for me, that would get very exhausting because I wouldn't get that rest that I need to be refreshed and to be ready to work the next week. I would probably begin to feel quite tired. I might begin to resent my business. I might begin to resent that client for wanting those calls on that day, right? It can be a very bad trend if you let it go too far. So make sure that you set boundaries ahead of time so that you can enforce them. You say to yourself, I won't take client calls on Saturdays, no exceptions. And if that doesn't work for that person, then that's unfortunate. But you are a person and you have needs and you are allowed to prioritize those needs. You, you, you are the most important asset in your business. I hear this being said a lot, and I think it's very true. You are the most important asset in your business. If you're not taking care of yourself and you're not prioritizing yourself, then you're really, really missing a huge part of your business. So set those boundaries and do not be afraid to stick to them. Okay, thing number two that can help you. Establish very clear rules around when you will do work for free and when your work needs to be paid. It's not a bad thing sometimes to have free offers or do work for free in certain circumstances, but you have to be very clear about where that starts and when that ends, because if not, people will try and take advantage of you, right? Oh, you did that one project for free. Could you just come back and do this other thing? Oh, I know that we were just working on this one email, but I actually have this other email that needs help with. Oh, I know that you just did that one graphic for me but would you mind helping me and tweak this other graphic for me? Do you see how it can very easily step over the boundary that you, that you didn't set, right? So these two kind of pair together, set boundaries and stick to them. And especially when it comes to what, what work you will be paid for and what work you will offer for free, make sure you have those boundaries and that people know them. So I do not take calls for free, except when someone in my Facebook group wins it or if I do a giveaway. So sometimes when I'm running events, I will give away a free coaching call. Um, every month I give away a free coaching call to whoever is the most engaged in the group. Those calls I do for free. Any other call, I will get paid for. And people know that, so they don't book calls unless they know that it's either this free call that they've earned or it's a discovery call. That's another call that I do for free where we're just 
deciding whether we're going to work together. And I don't do work on those calls. Those calls are just conversational or I get paid for the calls, right? So whatever those rules are for yourself, establish, you know, one graphic I will do for free as a sample. If they want anything on any other graphic, whether it's a question, an edit, full graphic, nothing. If it's that first graphic, it's free. Everything else, no. If it's like I will do, you know, what's another thing? Like I will give you one day's fitness routine for free. If you want to consult on any other fitness routines, you're going to pay for that, right? Whatever it is. Establish those rules and stick to them. Another thing to think about, because it's a very common um, point of contention for people that are struggling with this, determine when and how pay pay increases will take place. A lot of people are afraid to raise their rates. They're worried about how people will respond. They don't know whether they should increase their prices, all of these things. Very easy to get around this. You just decide in advance when it's going to happen. So then when you hit that point, you go, well, this is when I decided it's going to happen. So now it's going to happen. So for example, after five clients, I'm going to increase my rates by $300. Or after six months, I'm going to double the cost of this service. Whatever it is, decide it in advance. That way you're going to feel good about it because you've decided it objectively. And then when that time comes, you've just hit that milestone and then the event takes place. Okay, it's been six months. I said I was going to double my rates. Now I'm going to double my rates. And it's as simple as that. It takes the emotion out of the decision. I think a lot of the times when we are higher in agreeableness, we get very emotionally connected to these decisions, right? Because we're worried about what are other people going to think? What's someone else going to see me as for doing this? What are, what's the relationship with my client going to be like after I've gone through this? You, you're, you're very like emotionally connected to these decisions. So the Really, the sum of all of this is to try and make these decisions objectively ahead of time when we're disconnected from the actual circumstance so that when the circumstance takes place, we've made that decision already. So we know what we know what's going to happen. It's just a case of implementing. Um, A really good tip here is to write all of this down, right? Put it in writing, stick it on your wall, stick it on your desktop, put it somewhere that you can see. So when that time comes, you know, it's written down. All you have to do is follow your own instructions, right? Tip number four, this leads into it, get an accountability partner or coach to help you create and stick to these boundaries. I don't know about you, but sometimes I find that having that other person in the room to just point to you and say, you said that you were going to do this, so you have to do this. Sometimes that's really helpful, right? So if you are someone that is very high in agreeableness and this is something that you struggle with, I highly, highly encourage you to find a friend, an accountability partner, a coach, someone that is going to help you to enforce these boundaries that you're going to create for yourself. Because sometimes all you need is that one person to just say, hey, don't you do that. Don't you compromise yourself. Prioritize yourself. Stick to those things. You created this boundary, you better stick to it, right? Sometimes that's all you need. So let me just recap those four tips real quick for you. Number one, make sure that you create boundaries ahead of time. Number two, establish rules around when you're going to work for free and when you're not going to work for free. Number three, determine when and how your pay increases will take place. Do it ahead of time so that when it happens, it happens. And then number four, 
get an accountability partner or coach to stick it stick with you <laughs> through it so that you can practice, you can get support, you can get that encouragement that you need to stick to your boundaries and prioritize yourself, right? Because that's what this all comes back to is making yourself a priority in your business. Remember, you are your business's biggest asset. And if you get lost, then your whole business crumbles. So don't do things that are going to make you wish you didn't have a business. Okay. Okay. Best of luck with all of this. If you are an agreeable person and you want some support, come to my Facebook group. I would love to give you some encouragement. Come over there. You can post in the group if you want. You can do it anonymously if you don't want to plaster your face all over the group. That's totally fine. There's anonymous posts in there if you really feel like you just want to share and get some encouragement, but you are afraid to, you know, post it as yourself. That's totally fine. You're also welcome to send me a message and just say, hey, I'm really struggling with this. And I will give you a little bit of encouragement. We also have prayer threads in my group. So if this is something that you just want some amazing Christian woman to pray over to just give you some confidence or some support, come post in our prayer thread and, and let people support you and pray for you. Um, that group is called Faith Filled Business. It's on Facebook. There'll be a link in the show notes as well to just keep it easy for you. Um, I will see you over there and I will see you on the next episode. Have a lovely rest of your week. Bye. If this episode 